tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. You're listening to the, the, the hottest, the hottest NBA podcast out. Yeah, I said what I said. She's heating up. It's the heat check. The heat check. Heat check. With Trista Crick. On this episode of the heat check. Oh, I'm fired up about a lot, baby. But we'll just keep it to basketball right now. I'm fired up about Harden and the L.A. Clippers. You know I got some thoughts on that. The Memphis Grizzlies coach Taylor Jenkins. Someone save him. He gets the soundbite of the week. We got a surprise winner in the We got a lot going on, William. So uh, do me a favor and drop that motherfucking beat that should be Rihanna. Oh, we got to talk about this. I know we do. And I know it might, just might, blow up in my face because it hasn't been enough of a sample size. It might fix itself, but let's be real. In all reality, it's not going to fix itself. I am fired up about the most unserious basketball player to call himself a superstar in my lifetime in the association in 2023, Mr. Loaf, Mr. Fatsuit, Mr. James fucking Harden. Harden has now taken his circus to L.A., where he is now fucking up the chemistry of another team. And three games in, he's got an entire fan base stripping themselves of their own DNA, cannibalizing each other like it's the fucking Hunger Games. The Clipper fan base, all four of them, are at each other's throats, calling for Ty Lue's job to be fired into the sun, Harden to be benched, Russ to be benched, Kawhi to ask out for an entire dismantling of the organization in just one week? One week! Everything was simpatico. Clippers fans were happy. Harden gets there, and it's just chaos. Here is the top line. The Clippers are now 0-3 with James Harden on the team. Harden is a negative 39 plus minus over that span. That's what it took. Three losses. Harden has a minus 39 in three games. For mass panic on the streets, there is blood, there is fire. It's an explosion out there at the arena. In all seriousness, it's not just that the Clippers are losing, it's how James Harden is playing, I think, that is the problem. So there's this clip, right, that goes viral on Friday night. So James Harden half-heartedly decides, I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut to the basket. And James, alert, alert. When you cut to the basket, people are going to be looking to pass you the ball. It was like James Harden didn't even consider that. I am going to cut to the basket for no other reason, half-heartedly too, for no other reason than just, I don't know, to clear out. So Paul George tries to pass James the ball, and he's unaware that it's coming his direction, and it just goes out of bounds. Some of the most unserious basketball 
going on. And and to call James Harden disinterested would be doing a disservice to the word disinterested. What the fuck, James? What the literal fuck? You were supposed to be revived there. You look like a corpse on the basketball court. The whole world is watching you, and you don't seem to mind. You think it's just fun and games. You're just an MVP. You can turn it on whenever you want. But guess what? It's bad, and I think it's going to get worse. I think it's going to get much, much worse. He was supposed to be the guy, Harden, that raised the ceiling for the Clippers. And what James Harden has done is lowered the floor. That is insane. You trade all your pieces, all your role players, all your depth for one massively overpaid guy at the end of his career on an expiring contract. And guess what? And guess what? And guess what? It fucked up the chemistry. And now you guys are taking heavy L's. And I think Terrence Mann hates him. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Terrence Mann, the key piece in the trade that didn't end up getting traded. You saw it in the clip. James Harden makes his arrival, walks into the locker room, and Terrence Mann in his slides looks up from his phone for about two seconds, rolls his eyes, and goes back to his phone again. Here are some interesting stats. And I know it's a small data set, but I do not care. The Clippers, before James Harden, were fifth in offensive rating, fourth in defensive rating, third in net rating. After James Harden arrived, 25th in offensive rating, 28th in defensive rating, 27th in net rating. That is very stark. In three games, that's actually impressive. That's actually, to be able to destroy a team that fast is actually quite stunning. They, the best big three in all of basketball were Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Russell Westbrook before Harden got there. And now that he's in the mix, integrating him into the offense has been mass chaos. So what's the problem? Like, why? Well, Ty Lue, Ty Lue thinks that the problem is that James Harden's trying to assimilate too much. Hey, James, we don't need you to fit in. We need us to run everything through you. We need James to be James. I'm sorry, Ty. No, you don't. No, you don't. Harden says he needs 10 games to figure out where he's at in terms of his in shapeness, in terms of his ability to get guys the ball, to get the feel of the team. And I think that's true. Let's be real. James Harden didn't practice. He didn't go through training camp. He didn't do any live on-ball stuff. He was basically chilling. So, yeah, this is his training camp, and so it's probably going to be ugly. But I am starting to fear that James Harden might be washed. I really am. And to say that James Harden and Russell Westbrook don't work together is an understatement. It didn't really work in OKC, except for that James Harden came off the bench and he was six-man. It really didn't work in Houston, and I am certain it's not going to work now. And Westbrook was absolutely cooking before Harden got there. He was running the offense. He was putting up points, getting steals, getting blocks, getting rebounds. He looked vintage. Russ now looks like he was on the L.A. Lakers absolutely lost, uncertain where to be, uncertain what his role is, uncertain how much time he's going to get. I tell you what, help Russell Westbrook out. Can we get some delineated roles in this bitch or what? As for Harden, I think it's time for him to come off the bench. I really do. 
I don't think any team should make him the focal point of their offense ever again, unless they're trying to lose as many games as humanly possible. The Guangdong Dragons shouldn't make James Harden the focal point of their offense. So no NBA in the association should do so either. He needs to adapt. Like, we need Harden to receive ball, shoot ball. Receive ball, shoot ball. Don't do anything else, James. Do not put the ball on the floor. Do not hezzy. Do not pump fake. Do not head fake. Definitely do not step back. Stand in the corner, catch, and shoot. But he won't. But he won't. James Harden is who we thought Tobias Harris was. Passing up easy shots to take much, much more difficult shots because they seem cooler. They look very much more cool in the highlights when you make them. Catch and shoot, not so sexy. Tween, 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 step back three, splash, looks pretty cool. That's the kind of thing that bag culture likes, folks. Like I said, I think Harden should come off the bench. Let him be that version of Harden then. If you want James Harden to run the offense and run the offense through him, do it against the scrubs. That's all I got to say. Let him throw lobs to Zubak all day in the second quarter, midway through when Paul George and Kawhi are getting a breather. We are very close to finding out whether this mad scientist idea of throwing a bunch of all-stars at a wall right before an arena opens up and they're all on expirings is going to work. But my guess is no. If they don't work this time, I am betting that the wheels will fall off and then some drastic moves will happen for LA where maybe we never think about them for the next decade. Cool new arena, though. Heard it's going to be awesome. Let's move forward. Let's talk about the best soundbite of the week, folks. Let me introduce you to Memphis Grizzlies head coach, Taylor Jenkins. You might not know who Taylor Jenkins is because uh, his coaching style is somewhat hands-off, which might shock no one considering that he is the coach of John Morant, and John Morant's been doing whatever he wants for the last few years. But he's probably one of the most chill, understated coaches in the entire league. Probably least recognizable next to Mark Dagnall, who I still think may be actually a guy in witness protection. And the fact of the matter is, in all seriousness, stories about Mark Dagnall, I get confused for stories about Taylor Jenkins and vice versa. Like, I almost put a story in that was actually not about Taylor Jenkins, and I had to remove it because it was factually incorrect. Jenkins is not a guy, all that being said, that ever seeks the limelight. He is widely considered to be one of the nicest guys in basketball which is when he decided to go absolutely nuclear in a press conference after a loss, which many of them are losses nowadays with Memphis, I expected him to be like factual, mellow, maybe a little angry. But this, folks, was a whole new version of Taylor Jenkins. Let's listen in. You know, a lot of calls that ended up not going your way in this game. Just how would you describe, you know, the feeling between yourself and the team? you know, when a game kind of plays out that way. Sure. Uh, settle up. Uh, one of the most poorly officiated games I've ever seen. Recorded. I'm fine with it. Fucking atrocious. Oh! Jaron Jackson plays 23 minutes and is in the paint all night. He's one of the most professional players in this league. And he gets a double technical foul. And the, the excuse I get is that he's charging at an official. It's called de-escalation. 29 free throws to 13. And I'm not that coach. You can go back in the history. I've done this one other time. Our team is competing their asses off, competing their asses off. And this is what happens. The interactions right now with the officials, complete disrespect. I know what's coming. (laughs) 
it's unbelievable the looks on the faces when I'm trying to engage in conversation to defend our guys that are busting their tail right now. Busting their tail. And Jaron Jackson's one of the most professional guys. And if you go watch the play, two possessions in a row, he gets hacked underneath the basket, zero free throw attempts. I'm not trying to put a name on a jersey and this guy should earn these fouls and all that stuff. Watch the game. Oh. 29 free throws to basically like there was seven. And then at the end of the game, a few more added. I don't understand it when guys are competing their tails off. And we got stuff we can clean up. Sometimes we're grabbing, we're holding, and one's like, oh, man, here. In the heat of the battle, when conversations are trying to be had, notices trying to be made on things that are happening, and there's not the enforcement of it. It blows my mind. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Our guys are competing their tails off. We got to play better. We got to coach better. We got to play better. But I don't get tonight whatsoever. Again, I'm going to go back to the interactions. Stern, nothing, Stonewall, ignoring, and then you wonder why our guys are trying to compete. Oh, this is all time. All time Taylor Jenkins rant. I could go back and listen to that a million more times. He is furious. What I gathered from that is that the referees hate the Memphis Grizzlies. Honestly, they hate you. They do not have time to be talking about your bullshit. Marcus Smart, John Morant, Derek Rose on this team and that right there is three strikes you're out. <laughs> that right there is three strikes you're out. I do not recall Taylor Jenkins ever coming out after refs before. And he's not wrong. Like, have you ever known Taylor Jenkins to make waves at all? No. I didn't even think that was. I was listening to that on Twitter. I didn't even think it was Taylor Jenkins. Grizzlies fans can back up this statement as well. Reddit is full of posts complaining about refing before Jenkins went on this rant. I think this might be a long way coming. I honestly believe that this is a team that is down in the dumps, isn't playing good basketball, and the refs are like, you know what? Fuck you. You know what? You get no calls. You're not getting any free throw attempts. You will be the worst team in the league. No soup for you. Memphis is one-third of the way from having John Morant back and have won exactly one game. They could very easily be 3-17, 20 games into the season. They are facing a very uphill battle to get the six seed. Like, and that is an understatement, probably. And Jaron Jackson now, not getting any foul calls. Memphis might have one of the most brutal schedule of anyone over the next six weeks. They play the Red Hot Rockets three times, the Suns twice, the Celtics, the Wolves, the Lakers, Thunder, and the Clippers. Oh, my God. This is a team that could be shutting up shop before John Morant even gets back into the door. No wonder Taylor Jenkins is losing his goddamn mind. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. 